0: And uh I don't know how it's going to go. I I regret it, but I was in the moment. So uh this
1: is not going to end well. Yeah. So it's going to end in lawsuits. Yeah, probably. But that's what I got going on now. That's it's pr- pretty good in all things considered. <laughs> not the kind of story that I was anticipating walking it, into the studio and hearing.
0: It, it was pretty funny. It, I could when I got in my car, I was like, I can't believe any of that just happened. Yeah. <laughs> Hello everyone, welcome to another edition of 4, 30 in the morning. This is your boy Ben. And and Pat is back as
1: well. 81. Episode number 81.
0: 81. You got anything who, for
1: 81? Who wore 81? Didn't TL wear 81? Yeah,
0: pretty sure he did. Did Torrey Holt wear 81? I don't
1: know. I don't know either. Torrey Holt. <laughs> I don't know why Torrey Holt <laughs> came up. I don't know. I, just, I don't know random, why I'm thinking a of it. A... random 90s player, basically. Yeah, he was good, though. He wasn't bad. 80...
0: He, pl- he played into the 2000s, too, didn't he? Yeah, he
1: did. 81. I can't remember who the hell even wore 81 for the Browns. I know Higgins did at one point, but he lost it to somebody. Mm. And now I couldn't. I couldn't did tell you i think hooper was wearing 81 for a while mm. honestly i don't I don't know 81 though it's a weird number kobe bryant scored 81 points he did on the
0: raptors game. didn't he He's Toronto on a, raptors something
1: like that that's yeah. pretty good yeah, yeah that's sweet anyways
0: what do you got for news stories man you got three i got two
1: i got three but before we get into the news i want to break down a couple of breakdowns or wrap-ups i guess sure i want to wrap a few things up before we get into this new segment let's do it first of all on last episode we talked about that woman in germany with the airplane plane that was like in love with the airplane oh yeah and you commented about how you wanted to watch an interview with her sure i guess tim watched an interview with her prior to listening to the episode (laughs) so this was on his radar and he said that it was much weirder than what we described no shit like these like people she would like pay people to like isolate the hangar so she could be the only person in the hangar with the plane damn and shit like that it was like that extreme
0: now didn't this woman see the plane like every day
1: She tried to. I wonder how much money she spent. I can't figure out where she's getting any of this money. But I (laughs) thought it was funny that Timothy actually did watch an interview about that. The second thing that Timothy also helped us wrap up was, remember that that Polish bear that fought in the army? I don't know if you remember that story. Mm -hmm. I guess that after he went to the zoo in Scotland his army buddies would still show up and visit the bear that's so and they awesome. would they would let these guys into the enclosure and they would wrestle with the bear and they'd play wrestle and do all that shit and they'd drink beer with him and they'd smoke cigarettes with him
0: like the bear would smoke yes that is absolutely fantastic
1: and i guess that they they maintain a relationship they'd just go visit the. it was just like visiting a buddy right like a war buddy and these guys would do it off until throughout the entire bear's life so <laughs> That's awesome. Anyways, on to the news. You can get started. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I'll get started with this one. My first one's going to come from the New York Post, and I hope you don't have this one. Elephant tramples woman to death. Jesus. Then attacks her corpse at funeral. A 70-year-old woman in India was trampled to death by an elephant, and her corpse was then bizarrely attacked by the same beast at her funeral, according <laughs> to a report. This is not funny, but what are the odds? I probably should have prefaced this by saying that this is going to be a darker news segment for me. I've got a couple of borderline stories. Sure. This isn't funny, but it's. This is not funny, but it's unreal. It's like, what the fuck is going on? Police said Maya Murma had been fetching water from a well in eastern in the eastern Indian state of Odisha on Thursday when an elephant came barreling towards her, according to the print India. The tusked pachyderm had apparently escaped the Dalma Wildlife Sanctuary, which is located in a neighboring state. The elephant trampled the woman who ultimately died of her injuries at a, at a nearby hospital, police told the outlet Saturday. Murma's family was then performing her last rites before lighting a funeral pyre when the elephant allegedly returned and grabbed her body. The animal threw the corpse in the air and ran away, the local outlet reported. Apparently the the family was able to continue the ceremony and the elephant did not return. So something had to have been going on with this woman. Do you think maybe this woman in the past like antagonized this elephant? It had to have been something like that because elephants are highly intelligent. I think we've talked about that before.
0: Yeah. And why was this funeral held so close to the area where these
1: elephants I are guess like, it, roaming around? I like, guess it just escaped. It escaped the sanctuary or something. Oh, They didn't capture it. It kills this woman and then it comes back and attacks her body at the Funeral. She had to have done some of this. I elephant. think that she did something Yeah, exactly. Or she, uh, or the elephant's like like a nature spirit that got reincarnated and that's came unreal. Upon this woman. Now we don't know any details about this woman yet, but I mean, I feel bad for her. it's. Terrible. I feel bad for her. it's a sad story all things considered, but I feel bad like, for
0: the family that you know got the all the whole funeral. You especially know, like.
1: <laughs> Like, knowing that that's how she died, she got trampled by an elephant, and the same elephant shows up and tramples her <laughs> again. I just do not understand. Unreal. It's scary. I'm um, sorry for laughing about that one. But yeah, I figured, you
0: know, we have a dark humor here at 430 in the morning. We don't we don't think death is funny, but um, those are some weird circumstances.
1: Now, I'll, I'm not going to lie. If that were me, if that were my funeral, and that's how I died, I'd be laughing my <laughs> ass off, just personally. My, my ghost would be laughing about that type of shit, but... Unreal. Anyways, that's all I have with that one. It's kind of a sad story and that comes out of the new york post but that's you rough probably could have seen that one anywhere
0: so um not saying i'm a fan or not a fan i just saw this on facebook this is from sean Uh oh flagpole of freedom new park to honor nation's veterans with flagpole taller than the empire state building no shit that's kind of cool this is really cool in honor of every veteran who has ever fallen since the revolutionary war washington county in maine is preparing to open Flagpole of Freedom Park, featuring the tallest flagpole and the largest flag in the United States. According to the official press release, Flagpole of Freedom Park is a new kind of destination set to open for America's 250th birthday on July 4th, 2026 flagpole of Freedom Park will be located on 2,500 acres in Columbia Falls and will become the only place in the nation to honor all 24 million, give or take a few, deceased veterans that have served this country since the Revolutionary War. Standing taller than the Empire State Building, the flagpole will fly the largest American flag ever flown, symbolizing the commitment and sacrifice veterans make to protect America's freedom. The park will also humanize key events that have shaped America's history with six living history museums Immersive tech driven exhibits in a 4,000
1: seat venue for live performances. It's pretty fucking sweet, man. Now, I hope the engineers are on top of this. Yeah. Because this has gotta be a huge ass flag. We're talking over a thousand feet tall. Yeah, this is absurd, but it's also really cool. Yeah. So uh,
0: that's basically the majority of the article. the The rest of it is just um, quotes from whoever. Yeah. But uh, this is gonna bring more people to Maine. Because do you ever think about traveling
1: to Maine? I was thinking about it today.
0: You were thinking about traveling to Maine today. Yes, I was. Like what? Like you thought about traveling to Maine? Yeah. Why? I
1: did. What brought you? What brought you to that? Well, thought? I was thinking about uh, lobster. Now, I'm not really a big seafood fan, but it's like, if you're going to go to Maine, you have to eat seafood. So I was thinking about, like, what kind of coastal tourism do they have? I know they've got to have something because Stephen King talks about it all the time in his books, like the coastal tourist areas. Sure. And it's all powered by seafood. Yeah. So I was just thinking about that today. So you don't like seafood? I'm not a huge fan. I love seafood. Well, you love, there really isn't food that you don't like. No, but I do think about going to Maine sometimes. Dude, we
0: should, especially when this opens up. I want to go to those museums.
1: Yeah, I want to check that out, man. That is pretty cool. Now, hopefully, they can fly this flag properly because Brandon Whedon won't always be there to get trapped at the flag. <laughs> Every time I think about a big American flag, it's the first thing I think about is is Brandon. Whedon.
0: <laughs> you know, you know what I think could pull this off, Tim. Tim could design a flagpole, dude. To- to pull this off.
1: You know you know what's hilarious? And he probably could, but my parents have a flagpole at home. Now it's just like a concrete like bar and then an aluminum pole just slides over it and that's the flagpole. Sure. And they had a windstorm where somehow it cycled it up and it's kind of corkscrewed all the way up <laughs> and it flew away. Lord almighty. They're, they're, they can't believe it didn't break anything. They can't believe it didn't break a window in the neighbor's house or anything. How far did it travel? It traveled pretty far. That's hilarious. And it's just like, how the hell has this happened? And it had to be such a perfect wind to kind of yeah. just keep everything going. That's so, great. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The next, the next house I buy, I want my front yard to be completely open because I definitely want a flagpole in the middle of my front. You yard.
1: want a light shining up there so you can fly it twenty four seven.
0: Yes, hundred percent.
1: Anyways, is that all you have with that one? Yep. You can go ahead. Now this one's ridiculous, and this one I have to cite the people at work for bringing this one to my attention, but this is perfect for our, for our type of our type of content, I believe. And this sure. one comes from our favorite website ever, CNN.com. All right. Geico ordered to pay Missouri woman $5.2 million after she contracted STD in a car. <laughs> a Missouri woman was awarded $5.2 million in a settlement from the insurance company Geico after contracting a sexually transmitted disease from her partner in his vehicle, which was insured by the company. Court documents show the Missouri Court of Appeals upheld that award this week. The woman, a Jackson County resident, said she contracted the human papillomavirus from her partner, according to court documents. On Tuesday, the Missouri Court of Appeals filed an opinion confirming the initial Jackson County Circuit Court Arbitration Award finding against Geico. In February In 2021, the woman anonymously identified in the documents as M.O. submitted a petition to Geico directly. She alleged that her sexual partner negligently caused or contributed to cause her to be infected with HPV by not taking proper precautions and neglecting to inform and/or disclose his diagnosis, according to the court documents. And that his insurance policy provided coverage for injuries and losses. Unreal. She made a final settlement offer of $1 million to resolve her claims, documents say. In April 2021, Geico denied coverage, understandably so, and refused her settlement offer according to the Missouri Court of of Appeals filing. This case was then sent to an arbitrator. The arbitrator determined that there was sexual activity in the insured's automobile, and that directly and that directly caused or directly contributed to cause the woman to be infected with HPV, despite her former partner's knowledge of, po- of his positive HPV diagnosis. According to the filings, the arbiter subsequently submitted that 5.2 million would be fairly compensated. <laughs> to the woman for damages and injuries. Geico then appealed the Jackson County Circuit Court's confirmation of the arbitration award, asserting that the court didn't give Geico a meaningful opportunity to defend its interests. The filing stated, the three judge panel responsible for reviewing the appeal confirmed the circuit court settlement decision of $5.2 million, despite GEICO's appeal efforts, according to Tuesday's filing. At the time of GEICO's intervention, liability and damages had been determined by an arbitrator and confirmed by the trial court. GEICO had no right to relitigate those issues, the opinion stated. <laughs> Geico did not take advantage of this opportunity and said denied coverage and refused to defend insured. The opinion stated, "CNN has reached out to the attorneys for both the woman and Geico, but did not immediately hear back." So, fifteen minutes. I don't continue. want. I don't want to get into the insurance industry at this point. You're, you have car insurance. This woman was like, "Man, that guy gave me some shit." He got Geico though. <laughs> First of all, how is this the car I, insurance company's
0: fault? I have no idea. I just need to figure out who in the hell this woman's lawyer was. He's got to be a really good lawyer. He's got to be a hell of a good lawyer because, are you kidding me right now? And the worst part about it is she
1: originally wanted $1 million. $1 million.
0: No wonder these insurance companies are charging up the
1: ass. They got to deal with this bullshit. She originally wanted one million dollars. She ended up getting five point two million for doing nothing.
0: For for being irresponsible. Yes. Irresponsible as shit.
1: Yes. <laughs> Come on. So that's all I have with that one.
0: That is absolutely hilarious. So you, know what, you know what? Good for her.
1: Yeah. Good for her. Get rich, man. I have a feeling that Geico is going to have some job openings open yeah, for attorneys. No, yeah,
0: hundred percent.
1: Anyways, that's all I got with that one. What do else you got today, sir?
0: I have one more. It's weak. This is from our favorite UPI odd news. Awesome. Now we've had a couple news stories about Guinness World of Records, but yes, this is not have. this is not our man from Iowa or Idaho, wherever the hell David he Rush. From. Yes, David Rush. This is not David Rush. Okay. Australian man does three thousand one hundred eighty-two push-ups in an hour. Wow. Unreal. June 17th, an Australian athlete broke his second Guinness World Record by performing 3,182 push-ups in an hour. Daniel Scali, who previously broke the Guinness World Record for the longest time in an abdominal plank position for males, officially broke the world record for most push-ups in one hour for males and Guinness, announced. The record keeping organization said Scali performed more than 100 push-ups more than the previous record holder, Gerard Young, who completed 3,054 push-ups in one hour in 2021 scali said that he had a fight through the discomfort caused by a complex regional pain syndrome which he had since breaking his arm at age 12 the brain sending wrong messages to my arm which is an infected area so anything like soft touch movements wind or water can cause me much pain scali told guinness that's the end of the article so this guy did this with this problem. Just think
1: if he didn't have this issue. Yeah, he'd probably be able to do 5,000.
0: Yeah, no shit. I mean, he, he probably could at least hit at least thirty-two to 3,300 if yeah. he didn't have this problem. That's an unbelievable amount of push oh no, There's got to be like,
1: like a physical limit as to how many he could feasibly do. Yeah. I just wonder what that number is.
0: Well, this guy is...
1: Uh, that's ridiculous. Yeah,
0: it's unreal. 3,000... 3,182. That's almost
1: a push-up every second.
0: That is unreal. That's non. Stop. That's like 50 push ups a minute. Like, you would just get like, when you get bored for a straight hour doing that shit,
1: I would get bored. My God, I get bored pretty quickly. Anyways, is that all I have with that one? That's all I got for that one. Now on to another incredible athlete. This one's gonna come from Fox News, and I know you don't probably you probably don't follow the NBA too much these days. Not much anymore. Now the Warriors just won the NBA Finals. They won their yep. fourth title in I don't know like seven or eight years. Yeah. And while most of Golden State is celebrating, we have one fan who is not celebrating. <laughs> always won. And this is a guy known as Fake Clay Thompson. Do you know who F- Clay Thompson is? Yes. He's one of the stars for the Warriors. He's a good player. Him and Curry have been, they're kind of the core of this this Golden State team that's been winning these championships. Sure. Clay's a taller shooting guard. Like, Curry's the point guard. Clay's a shooting guard. Yep. They both just bomb these three-pointers all day. And this guy is Fake Clay Thompson, though. Fake Clay Thompson, banned from Warriors game <laughs> after shooting hoops pre-game. Dawson Gurley ended up on the Chase Center floor before the Warriors played the Celtics in Game 5. A YouTube personality, affectionately known as Fake Clay Thompson, was banned from the Chase Center after getting past security and shooting hoops before the start of the Golden State Warriors Game 5 on Monday. Dawson Gurley, who bears a striking resemblance to the Warriors sharpshooter, wrote about the ordeal on social media. He said he was able to get right past security and onto the court. And the at Warriors just banned me for life from their arena, Gurley wrote initially. Banned because I walked walked past five layers of security guards who willingly let me through security without asking for ID and shot around on the court for ten minutes. I also spent ten K on tickets, which they are not refunding. <laughs> Why should I be banned? Because their security is incompetent, he added. <laughs> Gurley posted a letter he received from the Warriors' security about his banishment On Tuesday, Gurley tweeted that the Chase Center had every right to ban him. I'm being contacted by a lot of news organizations to do interviews. As of right now, I will not be doing any. Don't want to make this a bigger deal than it is. The Chase Center has every right to ban me. I get it. No hard feelings. Had fun doing it. Gurley dressed up as Th- as Thompson in past Warriors NBA final runs and became known as fake Clay Thompson. He appeared in the crowd at finals games and ring ceremonies. Yo, this this dude does look like him. He though. looks a lot like he Clay looks Thompson. a lot like him. And Clay Thompson's a very distinct looking guy. Like, yes, he's not a guy that it's like, oh shit, that's Kobe. You're not gonna yeah. say Clay Thompson for anybody else, you know for mean? sure. So yeah, I don't know. That is
0: hilarious. Yeah, this guy. Could you? Like, you have to really look like somebody to be able to get past security. Yeah, to get out of the court.
1: <laughs> Could that's you unreal. imagine he was shot around for ten minutes <laughs> in in the finals? It's not no. like it's just a preseason game or something.
0: Now was he shooting around while Clay Thompson was warming up at the same time? It doesn't time? sound like
1: it. It doesn't sound like it. I was it.
0: about to say that would be that would be wild. Could you imagine like being a fan out there and waiting? You think, it, you think and it's you Clay see, Thompson? You see
1: two Clay Thompsons. <laughs> <out there? laughs> could, you, could you imagine watching this and you're like, man, Clay does not look like he has it tonight. <laughs> if he's just like fricking shots or airballing shit. Well, it looked like this
0: guy, the fake tank Clay Thompson, is like a kind of a bigger dude. Yeah. Like he does
1: not look like he's in good shape. Because a real Clay Thompson 6'7", yeah. but he's in shape. That's hilarious. Hey, good for him for getting that far. See, we need some weirdo guy that looks like me. I don't impersonate him, but I'm a really good shooter, so I could just walk out, sure, Everybody be, be like, "Oh wow, he, he porked out a little bit, but <laughs> he's got it." That's funny. I I could probably I look like Jason Kidd. I could probably be Jason Kidd. I don't think he has a beard, does he? I could trim it out a little bit. You're gonna trim your beard a little bit. Uh, I don't think you'd. Do I could that. pull off a Jason Kidd. Sure. I could pull off. Uh, I could grow my hair out. Pull off a. Steve Steve Nash. If any of our listeners look like any NBA players, tweet us at 30 in the. Tell us who you look like. Man, this episode's already starting to get away from us. No, it's working out good. Anyways, do you have any more news? Nope, that's it for me. Okay, I guess it is time for the main topic. Let's do it. Now, we, ca- we kind of foreshadowed this main topic on our last episode, episode number 80. Yeah. So, please go back and listen to that one. I thought that was a fun episode. Definitely. Now, what is this main topic, Ben? And this is going to be your episode. Oh, God. I hope not. Crazy exorcism stories. Yes. And I just did exorcisms in general. Sure. I only got a couple stories. Sure. But... Well, I
0: mean, they are basically stories. Yes, right? they are. Yes.
1: Essentially. <laughs> So, exorcisms, yes. We kind of talked about exorcisms on episode 80 a little bit in that one news story mm-hmm. where there seems to be a shortage of exorcists. And honestly, while I would want to be an exorcist, I, don't, I can understand why a lot of people would not want to deal with any of this shit. Mm-hmm. Because these stories are off the fucking wall. Yeah, there. There are so many, and it's such a wide like range of time. It's like hundreds and thousands of years. People have been consistently doing exorcisms. Like It's never gone away. Sure. And they're still doing them today. Mm-hmm. And the stories are still basically exactly the same as how they used to be.
0: Pat, for people who don't know what an exorcism is, can you explain what an exorcism is?
1: Well, Ben, I was really hoping that you were going to ta- tackle this. Uh, All right, this part of the discussion. But, so for
0: those who don't know, an exorcism is a religious or spiritual practice... Basically evicting demons or other spiritual entities
1: uh, from a person, an area, that is believed to be possessed. That's about as good as you can say it. Yes. Uh, Most heavily prominent, I think in the Catholic Church, at least in terms of what we understand today, in terms of what the pop culture references are. Now, you don't have to be a Catholic priest to do an exorcist, even though my mother will say that you do. You don't actually have to be. Sure. You just have to be ready to fight with some demons. Right. Now, pretty much all of Christianity or at least most of it, accepts the idea of the devil and demons as, like, the antithesis Possession. of angels, basically. Mm-hmm. That's also something that gets featured in different cultures, and I think Muslim has something similar, or Islam, rather. Judaism has s- similar ideas, at least. Sure. And it is prominent, even in the non-Western religions, to an extent. There's something, these these bad demonic entities For lack of a better word. Right. That go out and do some shit. Now what I didn't realize and I'm really honestly kind of curious about is like these Catholic exorcists like know individual demons. But you're never taught about any of this. Like you don't know, like you know who the archangels are if you Mm -hmm. went to Catholic school. There's gotta be like an anti Bible that explains all this demonic shit. Sure. You know what you know what I mean? Yeah. Because they can say like, Oh, I was fighting with this demon or that demon or Satan himself. I mean, is this what is
0: this what they learn
1: in like Satanism? I think it's part of it. I think to be like, I don't really
0: know anything about satanism like do they have a do they have a book that they reference do they
1: have well uh, I know they have rituals and shit I'm sure the thing you need to the thing you need to understand is there's a big difference between satanism and actual satanic worship sure yeah 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 satanism is just kind of like a it's a far left anti-religious yes for sure thing that it's just people that try to be edgy but really aren't. Right. And then you get into the actual Satan worship which is like and I think we've talked about this before mm-hmm. where it's like you acknowledge the spiritual realm entirely. You almost acknowledge that God exists but you choose to ally yourself with the bad side, with yeah. the devil. And it's very, those those two, Satanism and that they really shouldn't even though they are intermingled they really shouldn't be. Sure. And you're going to see a lot of people that think that it's all the same even though it really isn't. Because you can't be an atheist and a satanist exactly or a satan worshiper
0: yeah because atheists don't really believe Atheid, in any type of spirituality yeah, it, it's the
1: absence of religious right spiritualism essentially satan worship oh yeah it's there you're just choosing the dark side continuously hmm. and then nine, nine times out of ten there are satanists i think there's satan worshippers that aren't because they don't actually understand that makes sense not that i'm trying to gatekeep any of that shit because right i really don't fucking know but they're, they're that distinction needs to be definitely for sure. And most of these people are just people that want to be edgy. They want to act like they're cooler than they really are because they're really they're just blobs. Sure. But occasionally you get into some dark shit. And I'm happy we have the Bible in the studio with us today. Yes, to we have us. it right here. So <laughs> if we need to command Satan to leave, we're, we're going to be ready to go. I mean, there. I think there are spirits in this house. So I don't think yeah. they're bad spirits, though. I don't know. Now, I will say one thing real quick about that. I have noticed that we do have like an influx of paranormal activity whenever we record. Have you noticed that? Yes. I think I know why. Why? Every time we turn on our microphones or the interface, we have to turn on the phantom power. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. You've been waiting to say this all. Yes, I have. How how long have you been waiting to say this? I thought about it today before I came over here. I (laughs) got to get it in. Sounds good. That's a good one. That was a good one. The phantom power. Yeah. We're powering the phantoms. Right. Makes sense. Anyways. That was a good one. So, exorcism is going to be this demonic battle. Basically, the priest has to fight a demon. Right. And it's probably real. Yeah. Because I've met people that, like, aren't religious that, like, think that they've been possessed and, like, have, like, gotten into this, like, weird-ass occult shit.
0: I believe in that shit, man.
1: I think a lot of times people dive into the occult and they invite something in and they didn't realize what they were inviting in, and then that's how possessions happen. Now, I'm not going to say that's every case, but... Yeah. So, anyways, what kind of stories you have today, sir?
0: You ever heard of the Smurl family haunting? I can't say that I have. It's similar to the story, uh, I, I believe... Um, so, I believe the family that uh, influenced the Poltergeist movie by Steven Spielberg I think they're uh, called The Hermans okay. I believe The Herman family story This is like A similar story But it didn't gain As much notoriety Even though this Did go public During the time Sure So from 1974 To 1987 Janet and Jack Smurl Alleged their house Was occupied by Ghosts or demons They moved to a West Pitson Pennsylvania duplex With their two young Daughters and Jack's parents the house was a fixer-upper, and Jack planned on doing some remodeling work. When the Now, when the work started, this is where the weird shit started happening. Now, it started happening. It was it was, was kind of subtle at first, you know, here and there, sporadic sure. episodes, whatever. You know, you'd see, uh, you know, missing tools, old stains seeping through new paint jobs and stuff like that, various appliances going haywire, maybe catching fire even though they were unplugged, you know, shit like that.
1: Kind of like a miniature Skinwalker Ranch, if you will.
0: Right. And during this time, most things were going okay. Jack got promoted at his work. Janet was pregnant. The girls were doing well in school. Yada yada yada. But things took a turn when Jack's mother suffered a heart attack, oh. and I believe she died. And uh, they started having money issues. And that's this is when things started happening. Some crazy shit started happening around the house where they had some major poltergeist act- activities start happening. Sure. Um, they started seeing like black masses throughout the house roaming around. They started hearing voices. Um, Janet claimed that she was visited at night by a black mask that molested her in her sleep.
1: Yikes. Yeah,
0: that's crazy. And Jack claims that one night he heard a voice, and he looked over at his wife, and he saw this, like thing like moving up her leg like towards her private parts
1: that's terrifying
0: and uh yeah i mean some crazy shit uh a light fixture fell from the ceiling cutting one of her daughter one of their daughters uh their dog was thrown into the wall Wow! so hard that it Made a hole in the wall Yikes Friggin' Janet said She was picked up And dangled Six feet in the air Like she was picked up And she was like Levitating
1: These types of stories Are consistent though Like every story Has got this type of shit
0: 100% And what's even crazier This is something I have never heard Jack claims One night He was watching A baseball game And he said A succubus Succubus Like raped him While he was watching This baseball game In the house I've never heard that yet That's terrifying (laughs) Yeah, and neighbors claim to hear screams and noises at the house while they're gone, while they're not even there. Now, how long ago was this? This was 74 to 87. This Holy, was happening. They lived there for 13 years. Oh, this happened for 13 yeah. years. Oh, my uh, God. It's unbelievable. So the Desperate family contacted the well demonologist at the time, which was Ed and Lorraine Warren. Oh, boy. Which we've heard...
1: Not we, but... Uh, the Conjuring.
0: Yes, The Conjuring. The, they they were well-known, kind of like throughout the 70s, 80s, with uh, trying to figure out all these weird, weird shit that families were having in their house. I'm sure. And they were pretty famous for it. The Warrens claim the Smurls shared their home with four spirits. A harmless elderly woman, which I think could be Jack's mother who died. A harmless elderly woman. A young and possibly violent girl. A man who suffered and died in the home. And a demon that used the other three spirits to destroy the Smurl family. Yikes. After multiple unsuccessful exorcism attempts and prayers, they they publicized their issue hoping somebody would help. All they got was horrible media attention, obviously. People were camping outside their homes with cameras and shit. Critics and, uh, you know, different clergy members scrutinize their claims. A priest actually lived in the house for two days and saw no activity, and he's left. That's usually what happens. Usually. They ended up moving after no relief from the spirits, and the spirits ended up following them to their other house. They experienced the same shit when they moved to their other house, which does happen. It's like insidious. Literally. But after intense prayer sessions and a church-sanctioned exorcism, the spirits finally went away in 1989. Wow. And that's basically the whole story, so they dealt with this shit from 1974 to 1989. 15 years
1: of this nonsense. Yes. And
0: that story comes from the lineup.com. Right, that was pretty
1: you can, good. You can look into that. But,
0: yeah, because I've heard of the Hermans. The Her, I'm pretty sure they're called the Hermans. Sure. And that, um, you know, you see those similar things happen in the Poltergeist movie. Yeah. From Steven Spielberg. But if you look up a lot of Poltergeist stories, that's a common
1: thing among these families. It's crazy. And that's just one. We could probably do, we could probably do a 10-part series. Is oh, honest, yeah. oh yeah, oh yeah Definitely. And I was, I'm happy that you brought that one up because that's not one that I can say that I'm like, honestly, got like familiar with. So that was pretty good. My first one, I guess it's pretty similar to that. However, this story is going to be, it takes place in 2011 and it takes place not that far from here. It takes place in Gary, Indiana. You ever been there? I've never been there, but it's close. Yeah. It's like kind of the shittiest city in in the United States. It was the city of Gary, Indiana was created by the United States Steel Corporation back in the early, late 1800s or early 1900s.
0: Wasn't it abandoned? Like no no one lives there anymore
1: no people still live there oh do they i don't know i'm thinking
0: of a different indiana i
1: think the steel mill is even still there but it was designed to be they're going to build a huge steel mill in gary indiana right on lake michigan and the city was designed to only have like inhabitants that worked at the mill basically Mm -hmm. and it ended up growing from there because it's basically a suburb of chicago now but it's kind of a dumpy city like Mm. it's kind of rough around the edges sure now i'm not saying it's a bad city i'm not antagonizing anybody that lives there but it's it's a little it's the epitome of like the rust belt sure so so essentially yeah anyways this story is told by latoya and Ammons, Ammons? I think it's Ammons, LaToya Ammons, who was a homeowner in Gary, Indiana. Now, she moved into her house with her mother and her three children back in 2011. Pretty quickly, things did not seem right at this house. The first official incident was, I guess they moved in in December, and then these, like, huge-ass, like, bugs that were living on the porch, and it's like, Gary, Indiana, on the coast of Lake Michigan, is, like, cold and dreary during the winter. It's windy. There's no feasible reason why all these, like, locust bugs were just gonna manifest on her porch. (laughs) That was kind of like the precursor to the evil that she was going to encounter. Yeah. So what ended up happening pretty quickly is they would hear stuff in the house. They'd hear voices. And pretty quickly, she thought that herself and her three kids were all possessed by wow. these demons. She claimed that this place was a portal to hell and that there were up towards a 200 demons that were consistently attacking and harassing her. And they would hear voices. They would sh- they would see, like, different shit. Sometimes they'd see, like, the full-on demon, but most of the time it would just be, like, a shadow. Like, a, kind of like a shadow person or, like, the outline of a demon. Mm-hmm. But these kids... kids... Kids would, like, fly up in the air. They'd fly into the ceiling. They'd levitate from their beds. The one kid would, like, walk... Up the stairs, or he would walk up the wall backwards. And I've seen some videos, and you can't find these videos anymore. Of this kid is getting thrown out of like a like a like a lawn chair, basically. And I watched one of those videos and it's just like, unless this is like Zay Jones on steroids, there's no way that this kid <laughs> can move could move like this, basically. Right, right. And you can't see any of those videos anymore. So this is something I've been familiar with in bits and pieces for a while. It's just his family just getting just terrorized by what they thought was a demonic possession. Now they would call in for a lot of help consistently. From either doctors, they they would call across the gamut, like child services. They'd call the cops. They'd call doctors, in. some people thought that this was completely bullshit. But they really couldn't come up with evidence as to why, outside of the thought that the fact that they thought the kids were kind of coached when they would interview the kids a little bit. Mm-hmm. However, there were definitely people that were going into the house that believed it, like the cops or like we were hearing voices and seeing shit that we could never explain. Some of this was caught on like video and like audio recording, like some of these voices,
0: which is crazy because sometimes. When you hear these stories, when author authorities or clergy people go into these houses the spirits don't do anything
1: yeah so it's pretty crazy and it is interesting to see the cr- the cross section of opinions i guess about what was going on and a lot of people think that latoya was just flat out fabricating a story for attention but there's so many details to these stories and the kids are all off their fucking rocker so either they're really weird or that something was going on and the behaviors is just like out of this world like they would go to the hospital they'd be like walking up the walls they'd be flying they it's like superhumans, essentially. Yeah. they couldn't really figure out how this was even possible. So then it got to the point where the demonic possession aspect of this this, this story got so extreme that the Catholic Church got called of Gary, Indiana, and the bishop authorized an exorcist by the name of Michael Magino, who just happened to live in the area, to go to Latoya and conduct an exorcism on her. And this guy did an interview with Bill O'Reilly, and I watched the interview today, and he is dead serious Damn, that this woman was possessed. He was fighting demons in this place, and he was like, there's, there's something wrong with this house. This house is like the portal. There, there, it's a portal is what he kept saying. It's a portal to something, and there's demons that can consistently come through.
0: We'll have to look up the history of that area. I
1: wonder what like went on there. I you can't really find any good details because the original I think the landlords I guess she didn't own the house I think I said she was a homeowner I don't think she did but the landlord was like yeah nothing like this has ever happened until this woman showed up and it hasn't happened (laughs) since then but what's funny is the house ended up going on the market and it got sold at a steep discount to a guy named Zach Baggins a.k.a. Douchebaggins, a.k.a. Ghost Adventures guy. <laughs> yeah. And I think he ended up, like, he bought it because he thought there was, like, something crazy there. I think he ended up having it demolished because whatever it was that he couldn't deal with. Man. I think he got that bad. That's crazy. So they ended up moving out of the house, but, the like, this Catholic exorcist was, like, adamant. I know you don't like Douchebaggins, but
0: most of his episodes, I think, were fabricated, but... There were a couple I think were See, real. See,
1: the fact that you have to say that is why I don't like douchebags. Sure.
0: I, I get it. I, the majority of those shows are fucking fabricated. I don't care. Anyone says. Zach
1: Bagans.
0: But the one the one episode that I think was real was the, uh, it was like a bar nightclub. It was called like Mackie's or something like that. Okay, I remember something like this, yeah. That one is legit. That one was legit. 100%.
1: I never lived in ghosts until I came <laughs> face to face with one. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So that was my first exorcism story. That was a good one, and it was the the stories are pretty good. Now there's a lot of ranging opinions on it, but sure, this is a modern any, like,
0: one. You're gonna have you're you're gonna have critics for all of these. Like my next one, um, really isn't that crazy. Sure, I'm not gonna do my third one because I don't think it really pertains to this discussion. Understood. But my fourth
1: one's gnarly. Okay. So I'm
0: gonna get into my second one. It'll be a quick one. Have you ever heard of the exorcism of George
1: Lukens? Again, I can't
0: say that I have, and I'm happy that I haven't. So, this guy uh, got famous, I don't know about famous, but he alleged possession in, uh, he had an exorcism performed on him at the age of 44 in 1788. George was someone who was known, uh, you know, he had a good character and he attended church services and he was involved in the church and he was just a good, upstanding citizen in the community. This was in, um, did I not write down where the fuck this man lived? It was in England somewhere. I must have forgot to write it down. But it was, it was in England. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but for 18, 18 years after what george described as a supernatural slap like he was he was in this christmas pageant he was acting and he just got like whipped in the face and he got like knocked out and ever since this moment in his life he said he has been
1: possessed and... okay we need to back this up for a second <laughs> this 18th century bloke in england yes 18th century yes was acting in a christmas pageant Yes. And had the vocabulary to announce that he experienced a supernatural slap. This is what it This is what it says. Yes. Oh, my God. Okay, yes. I'm sorry. Yes.
0: And ever since that, he had a strange malady in which he would sing and scream in various sounds, inhuman-like. Like, sounds that would come out of a creature,
1: like a, a beast. I don't even know how to describe it. So, it's me singing in the shower every day before work, basically. Sure.
0: He had atypical fits, singing hymns backwards. He claimed that he was the devil himself. And he would act extremely violent and make barking noises and just do all this crazy shit. And the community thought George was possessed. Like, I figured, like, you know, if 18 years of this shit was happening, you'd think this man would be possessed. And uh, multiple medical professionals said there was no cure for George. And uh, he stayed in the hospital for over 20 weeks for evaluations. And eventually they had to call in church. So uh, this Reverend Joseph Easterbrook was contacted along with six other clergymen who performed a successful exorcism. On this guy and got rid of the spirits inside of him.
1: And then he was just good after that. Yeah, apparently he, was he fucked was, up for fifteen. He was, 20 he was fucked years. up for eighteen years. Eighteen years. And oh he my was, god! And he was good after that. He was just normal. Fucked up for eighteen years. Nope. Yeah, back to normal. Literally. I want to watch a movie on this guy, like Literally. like a really like a serious like a three hour. And this is
0: from Elktron and Reader, Reader's Digest. That was pretty I, good.
1: I, it was quick one, but that was interesting. I got this one from somewhere. I can't remember where the hell I got this from. From. Are you done with that? Yeah. I just jumped right in. No, you're good. Uh, have you ever heard of Clara Germana Sillay, the 16-year-old in South Africa? Mm-mm. Basically, she was an orphan that was on one of those, like, missionary boarding school type things where there were nuns that were, like, running this, like, mission. And basically, what ended up happening was in 1906, it was alleged that she made a pact with the devil like her schoolmates her friends were like she's been doing some dark sorcery shit Mm. in her room at school and we think she made a pact with the devil then all of a sudden it's like her behavior is kind of like went out of nowhere She was behaving erratically tearing at her clothes and speaking in tongues to the point where she could speak and understand languages that she would have had no exposure to like she could understand polish and shit like that anyways so she was speaking in tongues she was speaking in different languages and she was like fucking super strong. She's like throwing people across the room, levitating, everything. So then they tried to do an exorcism on her in 1907. Two priests tried to do an exorcism on Clara. And she levitated before 170 witnesses saw her body fly up in the air. They could not explain it. And basically, like, they were trying to, like, douse her with holy water, trying to do all the blessings, and it would just, like, sear into her skin. <sighs> and eventually they won, and they were able to cast her out, like, cast out the demon that was possessing her. But she ended up dying, like, a few years later anyways. So That's terrible. That's
0: That shit is wild, man. It's like... All these stories are the same. You have 170 witnesses. Yeah. Like, you're not going to refute
1: that. Yeah. Like, the Zimbabwe UFO, where there were 60 witnesses. Witnesses, yeah, and it's just like, like uh, when, you, when you have that many
0: witnesses, you there, can't, you can't
1: tell me this shit There's the like, Oh, that was mass hallucination. Yeah, get, mass the get, yeah the get the fuck get, get out of here. Get the fuck out with that shit. Anyways, that's a, it's a smaller case, and it is one you can research more on the girl in South Africa. But it's like nine, it's over a hundred years ago, and the story is pretty consistent. Yeah, and like a lot of that is from like unnamed nuns that were just like taking care of her and just writing down their experiences, basically. So mm-hmm. it is a pretty interesting story to get into. Hell yeah. So. Definitely. What else you got?
0: So I have one more. Uh, this one is gnarly. So this is the exorcism of Michael Taylor. Have you ever heard of this one? Yes, I believe I have I I have heard of this, this one. This one's ridiculous. So Taylor, Michael Taylor was 31 years old, and he basically lived a pretty normal life in Asset, West Nor- Yorkshire, with his family of five children and his wife. A lot of these English guys. Yeah. Now, people described him as nice, well-mannered, uh, well-mannered. And sometimes Michael would have episodes of depression. Um, He had issues with his back from a past injury, so it was hard to get full-time work all the time. Sure. Uh, So he dealt with that. But overall, he was a very caring good husband and father now this was in the 70s and in in, in this part of the world these religious communities are really they're really strict yes and the taylor family was not religious at all they were not devout so this was not something that was good in this community and the people didn't really like them for it sure and he had a friend in the community that um thought that his depression was caused by spiritual forces that he was telling michael taylor this so um michael taylor started like going to church and, like, going to these, like, prayer groups and stuff like that to try and work on his depression or whatever. And he ended up meeting a woman there. And she appealed to Michael very quickly. She was very soft-spoken. She tried to help him out a lot. And uh, they ended up spending a lot of time together. Like Too he, much he, time. Yes, way too much time. And he ended up, like, falling in love with this woman. And um, one day his wife confronted him in front of like the congregation, right? Sure. And instead of like going crazy at his wife, she goes crazy at the woman he was like that he was having an affair with. I don't even know I don't even know if they went that far as an affair. Sure. But he was definitely spending way too much time with this with this church woman. And he all of a sudden like snapped and changed, into his a completely different human being. He got, like, bestial. Like, it was absolutely ridiculous. And he had, he started yelling, screaming at the church woman, screaming in tongues. The congregation had to hold this man back because he was about to, like, destroy her, kill
1: her. Isn't this the story that the song Witch A Woman by the Eagles was based on?
0: Maybe, I don't know. I have no idea. My.
1: Now, the community thought that Michael was possessed. So on October 5th,
0: 1974, Father Peter Vincent and Reverend Raymond Smith met Michael at St. Thomas's Church in Gawber. Now, the prayer group was also in attendance for this. Over eight hours, they performed the sacred rite of exorcism. Michael was thrashing, convulsing, spitting. He had to be tied to the floor of the church. Now, this thing was an all-night ordeal. Sure. And they determined that 40 demons, demons that included incest bestiality blasphemy lewdness had been cast out but three demons remained all right and these three and these three demons were insanity murder and violence wow right like i feel like those were like the first three i would try and like get rid of
1: but whatever yeah
0: yeah i kind of pick and choose and his wife was there too for this like all these people witnessed all this shit happening and the clergymen the the priests and everybody they were like look we're exhausted. We've been at this for eight hours. We got rid of forty demons. Go home. Come back tomorrow. We're gonna to do this thing again, and we're gonna get rid of everybody. We're gonna get rid of the rest of the demons that are inside you. Sure. So he returned home, and within an hour and a half of being home, he brutally murders his wife. Oh my completely god! Completely with his bare hands. He it is one of those gruesome
1: scenes. Now you can't let this guy alone. How? Who the hell? Uh, yeah. Who? Oh, like, yeah. why the fuck would you send this guy home? That's enough, guys. Everyone's go home, chill out for a little bit. And they found him
0: roaming. The street naked with blood all over him. That's he completely murdered, he just destroyed his wife with his bare hands, like mutilated her. Like, it was really bad. And I guess the scene was absolutely gruesome. And yeah, and that's basically the end of all of it. that's basically the end of that. That's from the and dreadcentral.com. That's really If you want to look up that story, yeah, I've
1: seen a little bit of that up about yeah, that guy, but holy un-
0: shit, unbelievable. Like, how the fuck are you going to let this guy go home?
1: <laughs> yeah, anyways, he's acting o- like this. The only other content I have, and that's i i can't there's a lot of stories that are kind of like that where just like extreme violence happens at these things and of course you would think maybe exorcism or a, a possession is the reason behind any of this but mm-hmm. i don't know now my last story is basically just i watched a video with this guy named father vincent lambert who i guess is based not that far from where we are he's an area exorcist that did he's done some interviews just talking about the topic basically and yeah what he does as an exorcist and what it's like and his stories are pretty extreme and this guy was a vatican trained exorcism or exorcist and he's had in on 40 exorcisms in italy wow over like a three month period and he was like yeah the first time you watch a possessed body flow up in the air it really freaks you out but then you get used to it pretty quickly (laughs) man and he's like talking about all this shit and he's like yeah you know the movies are not that far off in terms of the voices that the people talking and shit like that and the demons unreal and how they kind of like taunt you early on just trying to fuck with your head basically and how you have to stay like really focused on what you're doing yeah and the battle I don't know if the guy's bullshitting or not. It kind of made it sound like maybe he was, but he's also like a real priest that's out there doing that type of shit. So right. I don't know. I just I can't I would love to sit down on one. I'd love to like help out. Yeah. But I guess I just want to observe. Yeah, I guess that you you're a lot of times you're allowed to observe, but you can't like try to help out the exorcist. You can't be like, hey, do this, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let me try. <laughs> let
0: me try.
1: <laughs> you know? I really think if you just get get a sharper cross symbol, yeah. you're really gonna do something with this shader.
0: Have Have you seen This Is the End? Yeah, movie that is so funny when Jonah Hill gets possessed. Yep, and he goes in there with two spatulas like <laughs> tied together as a
1: cross. <laughs> I can't remember how how that movie ended. Hilarious. Oh, I remember how it ended. It had uh, Craig Robinson in it and... Uh, Jay, Berchel, Jay Beruchel. Jay Beruchel. Beruchel, yeah. Uh, McLovin. Well, they ended up all getting...
0: They all end up getting uh, raptured. Yeah. Because uh, J- they, they were all trying to do good deeds to to get sent up to heaven during the apocalypse.
1: Fucking James Franco. Yeah. <laughs> he ended up being a creep. Yeah, he did, yep. Seth Rogen. Yeah, he's
0: not friends with him anymore.
1: Yeah, and then uh, who else? Danny McBride. Danny McBride. Yeah, fan- he's hilarious. I've got a screenplay written. And Danny McBride has to be like one of the main actors. Like the, the role's like written for him.
0: Oh, uh, what's that what's that T V series he did in the early two thousands? Eastbound and Down absolutely hilarious show
1: oh my god that show is funny it's it's great i also like vice principals i don't know if you saw that one Mm, it's it's basically it's like eastbound and down same shit yeah it's where there's two rival vice principals at the high school (laughs) and bill murray was the principal and then he ends up (laughs) retiring or something but bill murray's good too anyways do you have any more with exorcisms no that's all i got man it is a really dark topic i feel like we could do a lot more with this we could Um, demonology is a real study that you can like study and there are like catholic courses on demonology which is crazy Unreal. See, I feel like if I were a better Catholic, I'd probably try to sign up for some of that shit just sure. to see what's going on. Right now, you have to be very robust. You can't like give in too quickly, or else they're gonna they're gonna possess you pretty quickly. For sure. Now that is also why you're not supposed to play with Ouija boards. Don't do it. Right. Um, the occult is that the, definitely a gateway to some dark shit. Now you can study it. There's a big difference between studying and practicing. Right. Understanding what it is so you can recognize when it, when it pops up is different from actively trying to invite it in. Right. As far as I'm concerned. I'm i agree now there are people out there that would disagree with that i think awareness and understanding of it is important but you can't practice this type of shit hell no. now some people would say that we're practicing it by ghost hunting and doing all that shit which
0: we don't even ghost hunt i don't even if <laughs> even
1: if we did i don't really agree with that necessarily like but, it, but it's actively it, it, it's not practicing it you're just going out looking for it it's actively, I guess, actively trying to invite the dark forces in is bad. Because you're creating a bridge. Yeah. You're creating a bridge that's tough to burn. It's,
0: if it's already there and you're just trying to observe it, yeah, I don't see what the big deal is there.
1: Yeah. and I'm, I mean, even with, like, paranormal activity, I'm more into the the residual hauntings. Yeah. So that's just a curiosity more than anything. Right. Like my, like my parents' house, I'm pretty sure that's a residual haunt. Because yeah. it's the same thing consistently back and forth in the same spots over and over again. That's a residual ghost. It doesn't there's, really...
0: There's there's a residual ghost down here with the door opening, yeah. with the dog food being thrown at me.
1: That was the most wild See, shit that has ever happened I in my think life. Have, I also think you have an intelligent ghost. I think you have a ghost that knows what's going on. Like,
0: uh, that was one of the most freakiest moments of my life when that when that piece of dog food was thrown.
1: I'm trying to think of the most paranormal thing that's happened to me. Well, Tim and I heard that scream. That scream. Yes, like I was, that I was in the car for that. That was wild. I'm trying to think about the scariest, like, holy shit, there it was. I think it was probably when I saw that, the figure at my parents' house, like, straight on. Yeah. I think that was probably, the, like, the, the scariest one. I want to see that. My father finally, I told you about my father finally saw it a, a little while ago. Yeah, you told me that. And my mother at least believes in it. Right. But it's at the point where you see it almost every time you go there. Usually it's just out of the corner of your eye real quick, but it's like.
0: Now, are you looking
1: for it, and does your mind come up with it? Or do you actually see it? Sometimes it is the it is where it's like, yep, I think I probably saw it. So I'm going to say I saw it. But there are other times where it's just like, it's there. yep, there it is. And then one it's time it's like, I swore to God my mother was walking around. And I could not believe that she was still in bed. Like, I couldn't Man, believe it. That's crazy. And I guess everyone's pretty much seen it at this point. And there are some weird shadows in that house, but it's nothing. It, it, that thing, it's in the two same spots all the time. I'm not the only one that's seen it dead on. So like Man. when it like, blocks knocks out the light it's just like i'm i'm, I'm waiting it gives you chills i'm waiting for to see something here see i haven't seen anything here i've heard a ton i've heard a ton of yes. noises but i haven't actually seen anything here i haven't actually seen anything in my house either but i've heard a lot like i heard your either, house is definitely haunted yeah i i have had a few people say they've seen like a ghost walking around in my house i don't know
0: like m- most of these places have to be haunted yeah especially if you live in areas where there were you know battles taking place sure. or uh you know somebody could have died here.
1: Oh yeah, we don't know. So, I don't know. Anyways, well,
0: that's basically all I got, man, for this episode. Yeah, that's all
1: we got for exorcisms. Hopefully, it's going to be a good episode. I enjoyed this one. Please go back and listen to episode 80. I thought episode 80 was a very fun episode. And if you have any more topics for us, if you got anything you'd like us to discuss, please tweet us at 30 in the and uh, send us some uh news stories too. We'll, we'll we'll talk about them. Yes, we definitely will. Now, before we get out of here real quick, should we let the listeners know what the plan is going to be for the next couple months or so. Sure. Because you are getting married here pretty soon.
0: Yes. Honestly, you might not hear me for like
1: one week. It'll be like probably one episode, maybe two episodes. Yes. However, we do have a backup plan in place, don't we?
0: Yes, we will be
1: having Mr. Tim on the show to replace me if I am not able to do it. Yes, Tim already has a topic that he wants to cover, and I believe that me and Tim are going to try to get, we'll we'll do at least one episode, and he's going to be filling in. So you guys know Tim, you guys have already heard him on the podcast before. He is very excited to jump in and get an episode.
0: Tim is extremely more intelligent than I am, so it'll be pretty cool. You guys, uh, you know, button heads over something. It'll be really interesting to hear.
1: Yeah, me and my brother... We sometimes time to fight when we talk about this type of shit. See, that's all the better. But uh, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun to get him in the studio, get a little bit of a little bit of a change of pace going on. Sure. So uh, I was letting the listeners know that to expect that maybe on episode eighty two or eighty three. Now we're doing this every other week thing for a little bit. It might be a, we might be able to get back to every week after the wedding. Right. But we've got it's gonna be a busy summer. So definitely. Uh, we want to let everybody know that Tim is getting ready to go. He's already been researching. He is he's ready for it. So <laughs> it's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm excited. Excited to hear it. Yes, and on that note, I think it's about time to get out of here. Please tweet us at three in the. Please comment on Facebook. I'm trying to get us somebody to do some social media. We'll see what we'll see what happens, but maybe, that'd be maybe great. We'll get page on it. It'll be great to have someone just helping us out with that a little bit. Definitely. So, anyways, thank you very much, guys, for listening. Peace. Right, You're a war buddy, and these guys would do it off until throughout the entire bear's life. So <laughs>
0: that's awesome. I thought that was pretty. That, good. that was one of our greatest news stories ever.
1: It, news for it was on a news source it was me. Oh, was it? Oh, shit. God.
0: Anyways. Cut that out, god damn it. It's been a it, long day. It has. What time did you get up today, sir? Well, I didn't fall, like, for some reason, I could not fall asleep last night. I didn't fall asleep till like, 6 o'clock. Yikes. And I got up around 11. All right. 10.30. So you, 11.
1: So you would have, I, I woke up at 4. So, yeah, it has been a long day. It's been a long day, yeah. Anyways. Not saying I'm um,
0: a fan or not a fan. I just saw this on Facebook. This is from seanhannity.com.
1: Uh oh. Flagpole. Full- caught. Please tell me you weren't about to say flag football. No. Flagpole of
0: freedom. New park to honor nation's veterans with flagpole taller than the Empire State Building. No shit. That's kind of cool. This is really cool. It's caught my eye. In honor of every veteran who has ever fallen since the Revolutionary War, Washington County in Maine, is preparing to open flagpole? God damn it. Cut! Real quick, have you ever watched a video of somebody speaking in tongues? Yes. It is absolutely ridiculous. Like, I don't even know how anyone can make that shit up.
1: Have you ever watched Opal Covey do it?
0: No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you haven't seen that video where she was harassing Fred LaFever at the studio? You're like, yeah." I God. speak in tongues no. against
0: you. I have not seen that.
1: It's pretty fucking funny. To look, I'll have to look that and up. And then Fred LaFever's like, Kumbaya, Kumbaya. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta play That's that for it. you before I take off. Yeah, please. God. I'm sorry. You can go ahead. No. I, I interrupted. But that—that's my exposure to watching people speak in tongues. So I thought it was shit.